You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Today is the last installment of our series, Redefined. I love this series. As in, I could preach the whole year. I would love to study Matthew 5-7 to in the Sermon on the Mount. But as we wrap up our series, we need to review. Let's review. Mr. Review, I want to review everything that Jesus says. Why? Because when he wraps it up, he's talking about everything he's already said. And particularly for some of you na ngayon lang bumibisita po sa atin, but ngayon lang kayo? This is a good review for you, a jumping on point. So let's just see, okay? Let's see what the Lord has prepared for, has said to, uh, to his disciples. So remember, he was talking to his disciples, okay? Not the crowd. Not the people who were amazed by his miracles. These were disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. And he said to them, his message was very clear, the kingdom is near. Okay, the kingdom is coming. And what was this? He began by saying what? By saying we're loved. In Matthew chapter 5, he was saying, we're loved, you're blessed, remember? Are you, are you poor in spirit? You're blessed. Are you peacemakers? You're blessed. If you seek and you're hungry for righteousness, you're going to be satisfied. Why? Because the Lord is with you. He is your Lord in heaven and your Father. That's what, what he means. Kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is the place where you're loved by God. He says, we're the salt and light, salt of the earth and light of the world. Tama ba? And because we're that, because God loves us, tayo ba may ginawa to earn this? No. It's simply by the goodness of the Lord that He loves us. And because He loves us so much, we are, He fulfilled the law for us and now making us capable of living out the laws. Jesus fulfilled the laws. We can stop being angry. Do not murder. You've heard it said. But no, what I say is, don't be angry. You've heard it said, don't divorce your wife. But no, 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 I'm saying don't be lustful. You've heard it said that you have to let your yes be yes and no, no. Commit, commit, fulfill your commitments. He was saying that you can live out the laws because Jesus Christ fulfilled every part of the law. Okay, a lot of people say, no, no, Christianity is not about the rules anymore. May bagong movement na yung pananaw sa Christianismo. Hindi na po ganyan. No, 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 I'm telling you, Jesus fulfilled the laws. There are rules that, we, that God fully expects us to obey. Is that clear? He fully expects us to obey. Not so that we can earn His love, but because He already loves us. It comes out from that. And it's shown, from the world, and it's shown to the world. Clear who yung picture na yan. So we show the world this by living out the laws. We can stop being angry, lustful, and deceitful. And because God loves us so much and it bears so much fruit by living out the laws, we also love God in return. By what? By praying by fasting, by giving. We can trust in God and lay up treasures, not here on earth, but lay up, invest in heaven. Partner with our campus missionaries. Partner in missions. Be a partner there. Pray, give, or send, or go out. We seek His kingdom and we trust in God. Seek His kingdom first. Everybody say first. Kingdom first and His righteousness. And all these things will be what? added unto us. Some things, a few things, all things, all things will be added unto us. 
And basically all this is when he wraps up all the teachings. And this was the past month that we've been talking about. For the month of October, meron siyang PS dun sa love letter niya about the kingdom of heaven. PS! All these teachings. Don't use that to judge others. This is for us. This is for you. Sabi niyo sa katabi mo, para sa iyan. Ay, hindi, 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 hindi. Para sa, para sa iyan pala, sa sarili natin. It's for you. Point niyo sarili niyo. This is for us first. It's all about the relationship with God, our relationship with God. For us first, then we help others live out this relationship. Then we help the world. Now, it's not about all these other issues, struggles with, with, with sexuality, struggles with family disorders, with, with, with health problems. It's not about those, with vices. It's not about those issues. It's about the relationship with God. That's when we're talking to those who have yet to come to a relationship with Him. We don't judge them. We judge sin, but we don't judge the people. We help them come to target a relationship with God. Malinaw po ba that this is what God has been talking about? I hope it's very clear. I was thinking, wow, Lord, what a gift from you. It becomes very clear that that's our target. Yan ang bullseye po natin. In fact, sin is not doing bad or good. Do you, you realize that? It's not about morality. Sin is about missing this target, this relationship with God. Diba sabi niya, choose the narrow gate. Mahirap man to, pero pick this, rock this road. Okay? Don't, uh, don't be careful of false teachings. Follow true teachings. Be true followers and disciples of God. In fact, last week, that's how we ended. I thank you for everyone. It was a very emotional Weekend last week, and I, I love that so many support and so many prayed for us in our family. Today, we will not be talking, we will not be emotional. I realize there is a last message from the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's not an emotional decision. Thank you so much for your support. I love it. I love being part of this family. Don't you love being part of this family? Be true disciples, but that's what Jesus is looking for. Make no mistake about it. Naghahanap po siya ng disipulo. He is looking for followers. Not people who are going to listen to his message. Not people who are going to be encouraged and inspired. He's looking for what? Followers. True disciples. Are we true disciples? And I myself stand before you and I am sobered by this message. As I invite you all to stand up, why don't we read how Jesus Christ wraps up his Sermon on the Mount. It's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 29. So you get to celebrate it being the last. Why don't you read this with me? One, two, three. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them 
as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that we can worship you. Lord, we thank you for the great church that you built around us, the family that you placed us in. Ang sarap pong manampalataya dito po. We don't want our relationship with you to be based on experience. We don't want it to be based on feelings and emotions. Although there is, it is emotional sometimes. Lord, we want it to be based on your word. We want it to be based on your authority. Father, send your Holy Spirit. Your word says you can send your Holy Spirit to open our hearts, to take the hearts of stone and turn them into flesh, and you can pour your Spirit into us. So, Lord, your truth and your word may pierce deep into our hearts and in our lives. Change us. Change us, Lord. Make us new creations. And Lord, whatever comes of this, this amazing transformation, Lord, let none of us come out of here without settling this in our, in our hearts. Who do we follow? Who is the Lord of our lives? And may this transformation give you glory, give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say, Amen and Amen. Would you thank the person beside you? Say, glad you're here. Listen. Makinig ka mabuti, ha? Kumuhang naantok, medyo shake nyo ng konti. Jesus closes His Sermon on the Mount with a story, with a parable. Kaya idol ko si Jesus eh. Pwede naman maging idol si Jesus, di ba? Pino-worship ko siya. Huwag lang tao. Ang galing. He, he loves stories. Just like me, I love watching movies. I love stories. So He ends it brilliantly. If you're ever doing your thesis, be like Christ, so brilliant in his thinking. So he ends it this way. He gives two choices. He gives choices to us. Hindi niya sinasabing, umayos ka, galing mo, kaya galingan mo, ha? Hindi, he gives, until the end, he gives us choices. So I myself will give you two choices and the answer to these questions. First up, which will you choose? Fashion or foundation? Fashion or foundation? Parang iba yata, parang makeup yung dating, no? Fashion tsaka foundation. Kaya iniba ko yung point. Ginawa ko na lang, follow the fashion or build on the foundation. Why? What is he talking about? What was he saying? Jesus said this, Everyone then who hears what? These words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. He was saying that these words of mine are different from the words that you normally hear. Trust in these words of mine, not the words of the Pharisees, not the words of the rabbis and teachers that you've been listening to. Only my words hold life. He draws a dividing line. These are my words, and these are the words of the world. Who will you listen to? Disciples who build upon the bedrock of Jesus Christ and His message of the kingdom, Jesus calls them what? Wise. But there are those, and we can be fooled. Mukhang matindi yung sinasabi niya. Mukhang solid to. Ang ganda ng kwento niya. But they're just fashion. They're just religious words. They're just shifting cultures. Uso yung pumunta sa church. If you, if you hear it in the media, and I don't have anything against them, but it seems like uh, actor after actor or actress is coming to know the Lord. Praise God. 
And then people, people are starting to think, ah, kung gusto mo maging sikat, then go to church. If you want to be blessed, then go to church. My wife is going to church. Sige na nga, ako na nga rin. We go, we go according to the trend. That is not what Jesus wanted to do. I'm not a trend, Jesus says. Other religious teachers, during the time of the Sermon on the Mount, other teachers, were, were, when they would teach, they would always say, itong si Rabbi ganito. Si, si Rabbi ganito, si, si Elder Sanhedrin ganito. This is what they say, as the teacher taught. Si Jesus, hindi ganun yung sinasabi niya. Sinasabi niya, you've heard it taught, but I say this. He says differently. He's not afraid to go against the trend or the culture when he knows that it is not from the Lord. Jesus Christ's words are rock. Sabihin niyo, rock. Hindi the rock, hindi si Jackson. They are rock, solid. How powerful is the imagery of the rock? If you think about it, if you think about the Jewish people, di ba they've wandered 40 years in the desert? Panay shifting sands lang yung tinatapakan nila. For, for them to discover the rock, the rock is a very precious thing to them. Because finally, hindi na ako tent. Nakatira. Hindi na ako. Yung, yung pag, di ba, 40 years in the desert, when the pillar of cloud that was guiding them, do you remember, remember that story in that part of their history? They had to set up tent in the desert. And God was guiding them with a pillar of fire. It can be nine days or nine weeks. Suddenly, the pillar of fire would move. You'd have to pick up your tent and then move with him. Thank God. Imagine what it's like. I can now build a house of rock. I can now live here. The rock was a very important visual metaphor for the Jews. That's why Jesus is brilliant. Students, learn from Jesus. Inaral niya tal, alam niya what will raise the ears of the Jews. He said, my words are like the rock. To them, it was very important. It was, it was the backbone of their nation. Can I show you? I'll tell you what, what the rock is like to them. Remember, remember during the time of their exile, when the Jews continued to be rebellious, lagi nalang minamahal sila ni Lord, pero gusto nilang ibang idol. Sometimes I'm like that. Some of us are like that. Alam na, alam na natin yung goodness ni Lord, we will still give our hearts away to whoever and whatever. <laughs> but we do that. And they were like that also. As a whole people, sa ulo. And so God needed to show them a lesson and they were invaded. They were invaded eventually by the Babylonians and taken into exile. And the king, Nebuchadnezzar, had a dream. Remember the story of Daniel? There was a king with a dream, and then he called all his elders. Nebuchadnezzar said, come on, tell me what, what, what my dream means. And sabi nila, okay, tell us your dream. And si Nebuchadnezzar, hmm, bubulahin nyo lang ako eh. So I won't tell you the dream, you tell me what that dream is. Anong ha? Anong gagawin na? Manguhula kami? So eventually, they, Daniel came and says, King, I will tell you this dream. And this was the dream. Remember that? He dreamed of a statue with a gold head with a silver chest, bronze belly and thighs, and an iron, iron feet. And Daniel said, this signifies four empires. Say empire. The gold was a Babylonian empire. And Daniel said, after you, there will come another empire. It will be the Medo-Persian empire. The Medo-Persian empire will conquer you. At sila yung aakit sa kapangyari. They will spread all over the earth. And the bronze part of the statue means after that, there will be another empire, the Greek empire. And they will be the main power in the world. 
And after the Grecian Empire, there will be, alam niyo siguro history na to, who's next? Roman Empire. Kung napanood niyo yung gladiator. Ganun yung mga panahon na to, the Roman Empire. Why is the rock? Why am I saying about all these things? Because then Daniel said, interpreted this dream, because then our rock will come and destroy all these kingdoms. And this rock, Daniel, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, Daniel was already prophesying about the coming of Jesus Christ. The Messiah destroying all these kingdoms. And yung nga yung message ni Jesus sa Sermon on the Mount, di ba? Medyo kinikilabutan nga ako eh. If you think about it, this is God. The source of the power from all these kingdoms came from the Lord. There is no power, no empire, no kingdom that has no authority by its own. It's the Lord that gave it to them. And it's the Lord who can destroy, take away that authority. And here he is, Jesus Christ, on the mount, talking to us. The creator, becoming one of the created. If you ever thought, ano bang iniisip ni Lord tungkol sa atin? Here it is, Jesus saying, this is what I think about you. These are my thoughts. That's why it's amazing that Jesus talks about the rock. And he knows that the Jews think about this rock. This is what they think about when you mention that word. Jesus himself used that word. Everybody say rock again. Rock. Rock. Yun solid. Man. In Matthew 16, remember, alam ko, ano naman ako, I love Peter, di ba? Katulad ko, hari ng sablay. He's always saying these things impulsively. He's always being rebuked by Jesus. Ano ka ba talaga? Parang ito yung itsura ni Jesus lagi. Oh, Peter. Pero one time when he was talking about the rock, a rock, ito, naka-perfect score si Peter sa kanya. Naka-pogi point si Peter sa kanya. In fact, Jesus said about him, And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Wow. What a privilege for somebody. Kaya lang, we really have to study the word of God. We see how very important it is. A lot of people think, oh, Peter is the rock. And that Jesus built his church around Peter. And it seems if you take around, if you, ito lang yung binasa mo, parang ganun nga. Lalo lang when you think Peter means Cephas, and Cephas means the rock. And he has the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Kaya tuloy, may nakita niyo na bang picture na pagdating niyo sa langit? Sinong naniwala sa ganito? Pagdating niyo sa langit, nandun yung mga gates, and nandun si San Pedro. Yung, yung manok. Ay, hindi, hindi, hindi. Franchise pala yun. Si Peter will be there with the chicken. Taktanga ako, ba't may chicken pa eh? Yung, di ba yun yung nag-alala sa kanya na yung ginawa niya kasalanan ngayon? Ba't kasama pa niya? Siguro para ma-humble siya, no? Yeah, but then he's there and he has the keys. People start to think that of this, but Jesus wasn't talking about that. You have to read what he said before, and this is what Jesus was saying before. He was telling, asking his disciples, "Ano bang pinagchichismis sa mga tao tungo sa akin?" Parang ganon yung sinasabi niyo. Who do the people say I am? And he asked Peter that same question. Who do you say I am? Let's go back to verse 15. Here in Matthew 16. Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, let's say it together. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you. Diba yung itsura niya? Lating ganun. Peter, hindi na ako ganun. Blessed are you. Ang galing mo talaga. Because 
this has been revealed to you. You didn't come upon this by yourself. If you feel like you've come here to church and you chose Jesus, that's wrong. Jesus chose you. You did not come here. You may have thought that it was by your own choice, but Jesus chose you. And he said, this is not from you. It's not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. This is the rock that Jesus was talking about. The revelation that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And his words are the solid rock which he will build his church that not even hell could prevail against it. If you come here week after week and you think about my words, that will not change your life. It's not the words of the pastor that you're listening to. It's actually my job. I can, get, I can lose my job if I'm not taking my words from the word of God. It's the living word of God that can change a heart. It's His words that are living and active. Remember what the Bible says? His words that are like a what? A double-edged sword. It cuts to the soul. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. What I say doesn't change your hearts. It won't change. It might not even change your lives even. But when Jesus says, you are blessed, you who are poor in spirit, doesn't that sink deep into your heart? Wow. No matter who I am, I can be blessed. God can bless me. It doesn't matter when everybody else has this. I am blessed. Nobody chooses me. My boss doesn't choose me. Yung liniligawan ko, hindi ako pinili. But God chose me. My parents feel like, they act like they haven't, they, 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 I'm not theirs. But God wants me to be His. When he says, you are salt of the earth and light of the world, Lord, ako, that means something when it comes from Jesus. If I say, uy, umayos ka, do you think when we come out there, we'll be better people? Will our hearts have changed? But when Jesus says, don't even be angry in your heart, don't even have lust in your eyes, that changes things. Seek first the kingdom of God. Lay treasures in heaven. We can bring people after people as beautiful and wonderful as Elise's message was a while ago. But nobody can move you to return your, the, return your tithe to the Lord or even offer, give gener generously to missions. Nobody can move you to do that unless the Lord, the Spirit, compels you. It's His words that changes souls. But here's the choice that we can have. Once He's given us His words, do we build on the foundation of His words? Or do we follow the fashion and words of the world? We get to choose. And if we choose His words, well, the next question is, do we just listen or do we truly obey? What did Jesus say? Everyone then who hears these words of mine and what? Does them. Can we say that? Does them. will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The storm came, floods and wind and rain and beat on the house. But it what? Did not fall. Why? Because it's founded on the rock of God's words. When you do them. But look at the contrast. Those who listen to the words of mine but do not do them. It's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came. The winds blew and beat against the house and it? fell. And not just that, great was the fall of it. It was totally annihilated, totally obliterated. You will never remember that there was a life or a house there or a family there. What was the name of that guy again? Gone. 
Great was the fall of it. When I used to think of this, you know, we would teach this to kids and we would, we would show the picture. Tapos yung picture lagi, yung isang foolish builder, nag-build siya dun sa beach. Na may dagat. So syempre parang isip mo, kung nasa sand nga naman, tapos may beach, parang alabo nga naman. No, no, no. Ang sarap pakinggan, nag- nagigising ka. Sino dito gusto yung bahay nila nasa beach? Diba? Wow! Ang hangin. Parang pa- paulit-ulit yung naglalalabay sa'yo yung dagat. Yung ganon. Sarap! Pero yung, yung, yung pundasyon mo, ano lang, buhangin. And that's what I used to think about this. Ako, I would build on the rocky mountains. Malayo man, pero solid. Tama ba? But you know, that's not the picture of this at all. That's not. The two builders are on the same ground. And during the Jewish times, most of it being near the desert and the wilderness, most of it was sand. Most of where you could build your house. Kung hahanap ka ng Rocky Mountain talaga, wala kang makikitang ganun. You'll have to go really far away. You have to go back to the wilderness. But what he's talking about is this. There are two kinds of builders. Not lands. Two kinds of builders. One builder would be this one. Okay lang sa kanila na hanggang dun lang sa surface. Because you know what? Yung sa init ng araw, the sand also becomes tough. So mapapaisip ka na, baka pwede na dito lang. That's the foolish builder. The wise builder will dig deeper and deeper and deeper until he hits the bedrock. And that's where he builds the house. That's when he starts building. It's in the same area, pero yung isa hindi tamad. Yung isa hindi sapat sa kanya, yung hanggang surface lang. Gusto niya malalim. And that I... That is what I hear Jesus saying when He's saying, don't be satisfied with surface teachings. Don't be satisfied na narinig nyo lang yung kwento, na-inspire ka, na okay ka na, yay, I'm forgiven. Do you know that's not the hope of a Christian anymore that He's forgiven? Done deal na yun. Who here has given His life to Jesus Christ? Raise your hand. Woo! If you haven't yet, talk to these people who raised their hands. Why'd you do that? Anong kalukohan yan? <laughs> but they'll give you a right answer. Why did you do that? Why did they do that? Because they want to be a wise builders. But even then, if you've given your life to Christ, you can be satisfied by just doing ministry, by just going to church, by just part, be, parting of, be part of the worship team, be part of the kids' ministry, be part of the ushering ministry, tech ministry, and, you, and this you will feel like this is Christianity. But Jesus says, dig deeper. It's not in the life, in the church only. That's not the foundation. Obeying my words is. What matters, what matters that you give, that you, you serve in all ministries, in all worship services, every week. May tao bang ganun? Every service? Ngumingitin as part of the ushering ministry. Ah, hello. 11 o'clock. Ah, hello. What's up? Five o'clock. My ushers are not like that. I see the ushers at the 5 p.m. Parang palaki ng palaki yung ngiti nila every time. Wow. But Jesus is saying, it's when you go home that matters. What is your devotion life like to God? What are the things that God is asking you to do, telling you to do? And if we don't do these things, what God is asking us to do with our time, 
I'm sure God is involved in what you want to do with your time. What God wants us to do with our money. All over the Bible, it says what the, the things he, we can do with our money. What God wants to do with our relationships. Who are we related to? Are we unequally yoked to those who we should not be together with? With our hearts and passions. Are our eyes looking at things that, the Lord, that do not honor the Lord? Those who are true disciples hear the gospel and are not just changed by it because we can be changed. We can be changed people. But the Bible doesn't say we become changed people. What does the Bible say? The Bible says we become new creations. The old has gone and the new has come. We are changed inside out. I don't want stuff like that anymore. I can't even look at them. This money is not my own. It's for the Lord. It's not just the 10%, the 100% is His. We are new creations. We don't want to be like houses that can be uprooted. If a boat can be uprooted, you all know what happened to us, the terrible tragedy in Tacloban. If wind and storm and rain can uproot something that is so large but does not have foundation, how much more our lives? It is possible to come to church and hear the gospel without being transformed by it. Make no mistake, what God is after are new creations. No, not really what God is after. That's just what God does. Any encounter, not an experience, not a, a, a decision made out of a, Whoa, Lord, you're so good to me, out of emotion. It doesn't have to be like that, although a lot of times it is. But simply because He is God. And we are His creations. Okay na ganun eh. But He sent His Son pa to be part of creation. Because He did that. How could that love not capture us? And not transform us? From darkness to light. From enemies to what Jesus calls friends. From orphans of the world to children of God. How can we not be changed? But some of us aren't. We come here still week after week. And I'm not after the altar call. You know that, that I ask every, every week who wants to give their life to Jesus Christ. I'm not about numbers. Jesus was about every single life. Jesus was about not actually just the life. He's about showing us this. Make the choice. Fashion or build on the foundation. Just listen or truly obey. And if you can't make the decision, maybe you haven't settled in your hearts what Jesus was trying to show them. When he finished all these teachings, he showed them that he is the supreme authority. This is the answer that I promised you a while ago. After all these questions, the answer is Jesus is the supreme authority no matter what any, any single one of us in this room believes. You can choose to believe it or not, but He is the supreme authority. The crowd could not help but feel this. When Jesus finished these sayings, all these teachings, you are blessed, salt of the earth and light of the world, all the laws, how can you love God, the spiritual disciplines, seek first the kingdom of God. After all of this, the crowds were astonished. Why? Was it because he was brilliant with the story? 
Amazing with the parable, pinili niya yung bato. Mga Jews, talaga, wow, bato, alam natin to. Was it? No. They were astonished because he was teaching them as one who had authority. I do not have this authority. But why can I speak loudly of this? Because he has the authority. And I trust in his words. He wasn't speaking like a pastor or a rabbi or a teacher. He was speaking as, he was speaking as the one where all authority comes from. They were amazed. The crowd, res- the crowd responded with awe. What astonished them was his claim to an authority. Remember Matthew 28? What did he say? All authority under heaven and earth has been given to Jesus Christ. He spoke with greater authority than Moses because he's the one who gave it to Moses. The authority indeed of the one who, who was not just the authority of the past, but the one who will judge every single one of us, all of humanity in the end. He is that authority. Jesus declares God's words and the people recognize that he speaks with authority unlike any other teacher. Even children recognize this somehow. I'll show you a video how his words, they are, pwede po natin itaya, pero bawal po yung magtaya. Hindi tayo naniniwala doon. Kidding aside, we can trust our lives to him. Why? He is the authority. We're doing this with our son, and I want you to see this video, how much his words carry so much authority. He just came to me this morning while I was finishing my keynote, and then he was doing this, and I said, wow, this is what I caught. And though in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What's that, Genesis. Genesis 1-1. And next is John. John 1-1. And the, um, in the beginning, God um, was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. John 1-14. And the, um, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory Glorious of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Wow. Disco, pwede pa kita papunta hindi to ilay para sa video. Why, why are we subjecting a four-year-old to that kind of training? Why are we, why are we non-negotiable with kids' ministry, even as young as he is? I know, parents, it's hard to bring it all the way there to the hypermarket. Let's keep praying. Maybe one day we'll have that area beside us right there for kids' church. <laughs> but why? Because we know that it doesn't matter what the age of a person is. The Word of God has authority. Whatever He says. Remember, the Word was God Himself. He was there in the beginning. We know that the life of my son will be strong when founded on the Word of God. Just like he said, because in the beginning, the Word was God. 
He was there when He looked at every single one of our lives. Like I said last week, hindi pa nga niya kailangan lumingon eh. Alam na niya yung nangyari sa atin at a glance. That's the authority in our lives. That's why we subject our four-year-old to this kind of training. And we will endeavor to serve because we endeavor to serve the ultimate authority in our lives. We are sold out. It is no question in the hearts of me and my wife that Jesus is the ultimate authority and Lord over all. Don't, make, don't let me stop you if you want to give Him praise. Anytime, just give Him praise. For those of you who have accepted this, Jesus in all His glory could have easily told His followers, don't you know who I am? I made each and every one of you. Sumunod ka na lang, and He would be right to say so. Some of us here need to hear that. I need to hear that. Ano ka ba? Yan sa ginagawa mong yan. Yan sa nararamdaman mo yan. Hindi mo pa ba nasuko sa akin yan? Hindi mo ba alam kung sino ako? He could easily say that. But look at what Jesus did throughout the whole Sermon on the Mount. Napaka-gentle, napaka-tender. He even in the end says, you have a choice. Isn't that love? We have a choice. He gave them a choice. Be wise or foolish. Sometimes I think I'm so wise. I'm here. I'm studying. None of those things make me wise. Our abilities and understanding and memory verses and victory groups and that's, you know, these things don't make us wise. It's building on God's foundation. Because Jesus wants to build something in us. And He's digging. He's the wise builder. He's digging and digging and digging into our lives. Has Jesus asked you something? And you said, Lord, di ko kaya yan. Lord, ito lang yung meron ako. Lord, nakakatakot yan. But he won't stop digging. He'll be gentle. Oh, I want to talk to the men in this house. Have you been coming here again and again and you've allowed, I mean, it's a national statistic that there are more women in church than men. It's not, men, it's not about emotion. It's a decision. A rational, wise decision. And God keeps asking, and He keeps digging deeper questions. Who is the authority in our lives? Where do we get the truth? Who do we consult with for our decisions in life? Who we're going to marry? Who we're going to run after? How we use our money? How do we use our time? Who is the ultimate authority? About our careers, about our passions. Parang hirap. Kasi nakakatakot si Lord eh. Tama ho ba? Eh Lord, yun lang gusto mong gawin. Eh, sino ba naman ako? I asked that of myself. Remember, you know my history? I was a bullied kid who didn't know Tagalog. And yet, nandito po ako sa harap nyo. Dumudugo ilong minsan. <laughs> Pero kahit magka-anim yan ako, okay lang. The Lord told me so. The Lord placed me here. But once again, it's scary, no? Parang hindi yata magandang halimbawa yun ako eh. Ako ba, ako ba naman puta rito? Ayoko nga. Let me encourage you. Jesus is also the model. This is what the Word tells us about Jesus Christ as I land this story. Jesus is the model also. Philippians 2 says this, Have this mind among yourselves. Can you read this with me? Which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who, though He was, what does it say? In the? He was in the form of God. This means He was God. If you're looking for God, it was Jesus Christ. Though he was in the form of God, he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped. 
He wasn't shooting for his name to be remembered. He wasn't shooting for people to respect him and honor him and, and give him praise. Unlike even me, sometimes this, masarap naman ma-praise, di ba? Masarap ma-praise ng, ng pamilya. Ang galing mo talaga. Words, sadly to say, I didn't hear in my life. But he didn't say, no, 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 I don't need that. What did he do? He emptied himself. Say, emptied himself. By dying? No. By being born. He emptied himself by being born in the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Like the form of the Creator came the form of the created. He took that. And you think that was humiliating enough. But being found in human form, he even humbled himself even lower by becoming obedient to the point of death. Everybody say, obedient. That's what Jesus was saying when he talks about the wise builder who does what he says. Being obedient. And for that, for Jesus, it meant being obedient. Can you imagine what Jesus was feeling when he was saying that line, that last picture of the wise and foolish builder? I'm building something too. But the stone that I'm going to build this thing on is my death. Even death on a cross. You might be asking me, Pastor, how can that be encouraging? Well, I'm telling you, even Jesus Christ, who was entitled to everything He should have deserved, was obedient. And God honored His obedience. I'm here to tell you, whatever act of obedience that God is asking from you, I will tell you, God will honor that. Look at how God honored Jesus Christ's obedience. Therefore, everybody say, therefore. That means because of what He did, because of how obedient He was, God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name of Jesus, on Him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. As I ask you all to stand, think about what God is asking you to do. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? Very quickly, some of you, God is asking for you. Sinasabi niya, anak, tama na yung, yung buhay mong ikaw lang. Tanggapin mo na ako. Let me into your life. I want to save you. But just to be clear, I am Lord. Would you make me Lord? And I'm talking to mostly men here who have never made this decision to give their lives to Jesus Christ. I know some of you just want to stand by myself. This is me. Keep your eyes closed, please. This is my life. I am the authority in my life. Well, for some of you who are brave enough today 
to surrender that authority to Jesus Christ and allow Him to be the Lord and Savior of your life, would you make a bold move and raise your hand? On the count of three, one. You can be a woman too if you want. One, two, three. Raise your hand high. Yes, there's one. Even if it's just one person, I don't mind. Yes, thank you for that hand. Simply say this. Your hand does not demonstrate that. Your obedience does. So if you want to give your life to Christ, simply repent and say this, Lord Jesus. Why don't we say this together? Say, Lord Jesus, I repent for doing life on my own, relying on my own strength. I repent, Lord, and once again dedicate myself to you. You are my Lord and Savior. You lived the perfect life so that when you died in my place, I could receive forgiveness of my sins. But when you rose again, I could receive eternal life. For you are the ultimate authority. You can open your eyes now. I want us to decree as a church. This is how we'll end, not in worship. We're going to be talking about the authority of Jesus Christ. And we're going to declare that over our city. Would that be okay? We're going to declare that over our families and over our children and over this nation. I want you to, to declare that every knee will bow. And every, knee, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. We're going to confess that right now. And I'm going to lead. We're, just follow this prayer. I will lead you right now by saying this. Since you have now answered in your heart that the Lord God is your true Lord, would you raise your hand? And submit to your God. Submit this. Nobody, nobody else has to do this. But if you're all out for God, open your eyes and declare this. Let's read it with me. One, two, three. I decree that from now on, I will have an ever-increasing faith. I will earnestly seek God and will be rewarded with His presence. I will hear God more this year as I commit to read and obey His word. I will follow the path of integrity. I will not allow before my eyes any shameful thing. We decree wholeness upon our lives. You can shout this if you want. And upon our family members. We decree good health. If anyone among us is sick, we speak the word of His promise to His body. By His wounds we have been healed. We decree healing upon any part of our body that is not in alignment to the will of God. We declare and decree Jesus' blood covering over our children. They shall live and not die. They will seek the Lord. They will love Him and they will be the best in all they do. Great is their peace. They will flourish in the courts of the Lord. They will walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Talk about our families, husbands and wives. We declare and decree that God will bind together husbands and wives in bonds of love and unity. Those who want to have husbands and wives happily submitting to one another. We declare and decree that shouts of victory and celebration, you can shout, shall be heard in the midst of our households. Woo! Let's talk about this city. Let's talk about the city of Mutilupa. The Word of God will continue to increase in our midst and the number of disciples will multiply greatly in this city. 
the disciples will continually be filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. This church is built upon Christ the rock, the gates of hell. We decree the gates of this city be open for the King of glory to come in. Let your kingdom come. Let your will let your kingdom be advanced and established through preaching, teaching, and healing. Lord Jesus, you reign. You are clothed with majesty. This is our last. Shout it out. Your throne is established of old. You are from everlasting. You are a great king above all gods. Let the peoples hear. Let the peoples. Let the earth be moved. Let's give praises to our Lord.